This is Nerd Cage Live! And friends! The last Metroid is in captivity. The galaxy is at peace. Hello and welcome, that's right, you're trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This ain't just a reaction show, but a debate show and a live discussion on everything that makes people like you and I tick. So thank you for joining us on yet another gaming video. Across the galaxy, that is the Metroid Top 10 ranking and discussion. Please hit that like button and subscribe. I'm your co-host, Jason G, coming to you live from Syracuse, New York, and I have gathered the strongest bounty hunters across the internet. So tonight, joining me, we got Sean from Shots of Japanese Cinema. How are you, dude? Doing fantastic. And also, another familiar face, we have Nick Fitkin from the Review Roulette Podcast. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How about you guys? Hey, never better. I've been I've been chopping at the bit to talk Metroid with you guys. And I cannot wait. And of course, we have a new face for a top 10 discussion video. You may have seen him before on Nerd Cage Live. He is the host of the Tatnus Podcast Uncensored. We got the crazy man, Keith McCleary. How are you, sir? Hey, man. Can't complain, you know? <laughs> so, yes, I'm very lucky to have these guys with me. And if you're familiar with this format, what we do is all four of us have a top 10 list and then what i do behind the scenes is i combine the list using a point system to combine the list and give us an overall ranking the three gentlemen on screen right now is not aware of what the official nerd cage and friends top 10 is going to be so what you're going to see is their genuine reactions and we're going to go down and debate and discuss why the game should or should not be placed the way they are placed we're going to go around the circle real quick and i want everybody to explain what your show and what your podcast is and the metroid franchise means to you and of course your excitement for metroid dread so sean starting with you go ahead so i am a co-host on titan goji's podcast Toku Titancast, and I also run the Shots of Japanese Cinema page on Instagram and Twitter, a page dedicated to Japanese cinema. And as for my experience with the Metroid franchise, it really all started back years ago when I got a Super Nintendo and I played a little, you know, a game I'm sure everyone has heard of called, I think it's called Super Metroid? Hey, you guys ever heard of Super Metroid? Pretty good game, wouldn't you say? Pretty exceptional. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> but long story short, I absolutely loved it. And then I went back and played the original. I played the Game Boy Advance games. I played the Prime games. And wow, the Metroid series is amazing. And I guess one of the things I love about it, I feel like next to Zelda, it's probably the most mature Nintendo franchise. And I also love not only how it is a sci-fi epic franchise, but also visual storytelling. So much of the Metroid lore is conveyed solely through the gameplay, which also shows us the story, the world. It does so much through that, and I love Metroid because of that. One thing I also want to mention, and one of the things I'm sure all of you will agree, one of the reasons why I also love the Metroid series, Samus. Oh my god, Samus is awesome. Great backstory, just enough personality there and just a total badass. And if you 100% the game, not a bad sight. 
I was shocked and surprised that, you know, Samus was a woman and I thought that was really cool. And the fact Miyamoto came out and said that they were heavily inspired by Ripley and Alien and Aliens, which was like the main inspiration to Samus. Hence, a lot of, you know, that's why we have Ridley as a Ridley Scott and so on and so forth. The fact that Metroid now is such a groundbreaking science fiction game, but we got like, this is Laura Croft before Laura Croft, you know? This was like the first time we had a true female protagonist that was strong and badass, essentially sane. And as for the upcoming Metroid game, Metroid Dread, it looks good. It looks like they're definitely amping up the horror aspect, which is something that I always like in Metroid. I love Metroid delving into a lot of scary situations, and it looks like they're going to do that with Dread. And let's just say we need something like that. And I'm happy to see, you know, a new, fresh Metroid game, not a remake of an older game for once. Nick, go ahead. All right. I am the co-host of the Review Roulette podcast. We review random movies, usually on a roulette wheel, although the last two episodes have been very interesting. We had, of course, the Super Mario Brothers episode with Jay and Sean and Cole, which was, that was a movie. That was, <laughs> so the, that, that was the worst two hours of my life that I'll never get back. But my history on Metroid started with, actually, usually I start with finding a game on Nintendo and playing it actually didn't play the Nintendo game. I started by playing the game on Game Boy first, where oh. I had a trouble playing it because there is no damn map and everything looks the same. I still enjoyed it, but everything looked the same and you were giant. And then got into the rest of the series. What got me to like it so much is much like Zelda, they just throw you in and say, figure it out. And I've always kind of liked those games. Not too much hand-holding, even in the 3D ones for the most part. It, it, I mean, there is a little bit of guiding here and there, like thinking of cities. And I hope that kind of continues the same thing with Dread. You know, it looks a little more horror atmosphere-like, which I kind of like the idea, just delving more into that. It's been a bit since we've had an actual new, like brand new, continuing the storyline. I'm interested to see where it goes. All right, Keith, go ahead. All right. Um, so I'm the host of the Tetanus Podcast Uncensored, which is basically just that it's uncensored, which, you know, doesn't just mean that there's profanity, but there is plenty. It just basically means it's an organic conversation about anything. It doesn't matter. Typically, it, it could be either my producer and I or my friends that are big names in movies or music. Anyone from like Dag Fares from Rod Zombie's Halloween to Ken Sagos from Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4 has been on. You know, tons of people. Kenny Olsen, who played guitar for kid rock for like ever stuff like that so you know a lot of interesting people that come on and we just basically shoot the shit and anything goes man as far as metroid goes i was actually i rented it when i was six years old for nintendo way back in the day and i loved it and you know to nick's point no hand holding i had no idea what the hell i was doing i i, I kind of dig that i don't like the tutorial thing that just bores you you just want to get into it and then a bunch of years later i played super and i was like okay this is cool and i kind of stuck with those mainly because I'm not very good at it. So it's like, it's hard, dude. <laughs> but the new one looks sick as hell. You know, same thing. I like the horror aspect. I, I felt when I, maybe it's because I was six, but playing the first one is creepy in my view. Mm, uh, yes. Especially the music and things, man. That really made it like kind of eerie. And it was like, oh, this is cool as hell because it's so different from Mario and Zelda and all that. So the new one seems to be going back to that. And I thought that was pretty cool. Absolutely. And yes, so my experience with uh, Metroid, again, I was probably around 
eight years old when Super Metroid dropped. I played a little bit on the kiosk and at the at Toys R Us, and I thought it was the coolest thing I ever seen in my life. At the same time, one of my dear friends who had it, I didn't have a Nintendo, like an NES, but my friend did, and he had the first Metroid, and my gosh, so I was actually around the same time I was playing the original Metroid and I was playing Super Metroid basically around the same time and Metroid had enough money to get a Super Nintendo one of the first games I got wasn't the first game I got but one of the first games I got was Super Metroid and I did play that from uh, start to finish and then after Super Metroid other than her appearance in Smash Brothers it was like an eternity to wait on what eventually was Metroid Prime but there was an 8 year gap between Super Metroid and Metroid Prime so in that in that time frame I played Super Metroid over and over and over again every time I played it over again there was always something new I discovered and this this and that and find new ways to play it new skills and new abilities that I never knew were there. And it was just really awesome. And then I guess kind of recently, I just replayed the first Metroid again recently uh, because I got the NES Mini. And I'm just gonna say that the first Metroid game still holds up. I know again, what both gentlemen said earlier, there's no map, but it still doesn't kill the experience. And I just feel like the series as a whole is absolutely amazing. As for Metroid Dread, color me excited. Nick, if I if I recall, I believe Laura was uh, on Zoom with me when we watched the E3 Nintendo Direct drop, and I kept saying, please let the rumor be true. Please let the rumor be true. And it was. I'm so happy. I'll say this right here, right now. I am more excited for, that we're getting a Metroid Dread, a 2D Metroid, more than I am Metroid Prime 4. Because personally, mm -hmm. I prefer 2D Metroid. And I just felt like Nintendo gods answered my prayer, and I cannot wait to dig deep into Metroid Dread. So that being said, we're going to start the top 10 with two honorable mentions and i can't i have no nothing much to say on these two honorable mentions i have not played them but our two honorable mentions metroid prime hunters and metroid pinball are our two honorable mentions go ahead sean i don't really have much to say about either of them in regards to prime hunters one thing i will give prime hunters this is it's actually pretty impressive of how the game implements uh multiplayer considering it's a ds game i will say you know it does look quite impressive for you know a ds game and it do i do feel like it is a nice you know addition to take place in between prime one and prime two now i will say it was number 10 on my list and i will say this that it is at the bottom because let's just say its controls are a little wonky and you know it does drag a little bit but i still think it's a decent ds game and as for metroid pinball it's pinball what else is to say you know it's fun for five minutes and then I go back to vacuuming my house. <laughs> All right. All right, Nick. Metroid Pinball and Metroid Prime Hunters are the two honorable mentions. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Metroid <laughs> The vacuuming is great. And there's a dog walking by me at the same time. The dog agrees. <laughs> Why, thank, Prime... you. Well, thank you, dogs. Thank you, dogs. <laughs> they agree. Metroid Prime Hunters, I don't have much to say about that. Didn't that come in... I'm gonna end up getting this wrong. I swore it came in like a demo with the DS or something. I just remember playing the, the little bit of multiplayer bit and going, all right, <laughs> this is not for me. It's multiplayer. And then Metro Prime Pinball, I liked Pinbot on Nintendo and this reminded me of that a lot. So I happen to like this. Just basic pinball, digital pinball. It was actually pretty fun for, for what it was and being like, you know, that level of cheap price game, I thought it was worth it. You like pinball, you like pinball. There isn't really much to say. Exactly. That's why they're honorable mentions. Uh, yeah. Keith, She's Keith, a ball. It works. 
<laughs> right, exactly. All right, Keith, what do you got in these two honorable mentions? Uh, Prime Hunters, I, same thing. The controls took me out of it. I don't like, you know, weird controls that I just can't seem to, if it doesn't feel natural and I'm just like confused by it, I say screw it. So I don't really play it. And Pinball, I, I haven't played that, but maybe I should because then I'll get some stuff done around the house. So thanks for uh, letting me know because, you know, I got a lot of shit that I need to tend to. Um, so <laughs> five minutes of Pinball, if it's going to get me up and doing it, I can't complain, right? It'll motivate you to do better shit like vacuuming your house. You know, I'll get something done around here maybe. <laughs> there you go. That is awesome. All right. Again, I got nothing. To, I never played these two games. So we'll just go right into the top 10. <laughs> the booty sauce game. If we got to get it out of the way. At <laughs> number 10, Metroid Other M. Sean, go ahead. No. No. Why is this on the list? What? Why is There's this on the list? Many games. Why is this on the list? Why is There's this on the list? Many games. Why is this on the list? All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nick, go ahead. <laughs> oh, Metroid Other M is a bad, bad game. Oh, I hate this game so much. Like, I mean, okay, let's get Elephant out of the room. The story. Oh my god. One of the worst written stories. It completely shits on the Metroid lore. They turned Samus into, I don't even know what the f they were trying to do. I'm all for you know, a more dramatic Metroid story, but come on. Super Metroid was a 2D game and it was way more dramatically effective than anything, any of the heavy-handed shit that happens in other M. Oh, and, and what they do with the Federation, what they do with Adam, what they do with, oh God, what they did to Ridley, turning him into a Pokemon. Oh, and then the gameplay. Okay, I haven't played the Ninja Gaiden games and I hear they're actually pretty good games. Maybe I, I, I'll give them a try. I hate the gameplay in this. First off, I don't like how the game controls. The game controls like ass. I don't like the boss fights because they take forever. They like go on and on and on and on. I don't like the structure of the game. I hate, hate the level design. And oh my God, the game feels endless. And I don't even like how they reincorporated Mother Brain into the game. I get that, you know, this is a resurrected Mother Brain towards the end of the game, but it, it don't work for me. I don't even like the inclusion of Fantoon. I mean, I'll give the game this. It, it looks graphically, it looks yes, pretty good. I agree. That's the one thing I'll give it. The game does it, look amazing. It, 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 it is one of the best looking Wii games, but you know, great graphics can't save a completely shitty story and a completely uh, shitty gameplay and level design. Why did Samus have that PTSD moment when she encounters Ridley later in the game? You've encountered uh, Ridley so many other times already. You encountered him in the first Metroid game and Super Metroid. What the f Okay, like, I can understand what they were going for, but man, the execution was bad. And I hate this game. It's one of the worst games ever made. It is booty sauce with ass juice. I want to smash the, the copy of the game that I have. This game. All right, next. All right, Nick, go ahead. Well said, Sean, but go, Nick, go ahead. <laughs> I nominate Sean's idea of vacuuming over playing Metroid Other M. I agree. The story is what really gets me about it. The whole PTSD and then, like, I never saw her as, like, the obeying to the rules, like, with Adam, like, uh, the whole suits of, like, oh, you have to get rid of this to go in the lava area. I'm getting hurt. And she's sitting there talking to him, like, what's happening in this game? The whole thing with Mother Brain, I don't care that it's a reborn Mother Brain. Like, after Super Metroid, 
Mother Brain's gone. Like, you never, you don't put Metroid, her back in the story. It's just no. gone. I, her story I, ended in Super Metroid. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's over. <laughs> As to the, you know, the Metroids, it's, it's all gone. And I don't even like the gameplay. Yeah, the graphics, that's my only plus. The graphics look aren't good for a Wii game. I have literally nothing to say. It's the only Metroid game I don't like. All right, Keith, what do you got at uh, Metroid Other M at number 10? And, I mean, I'm not taking it as personal, but I do think Booty Sauce is being generous. <laughs> uh to me it's like the resident evil 6 of metroid yeah it kind of is yeah i feel like you know they knew it sucked so bringing back old characters they thought might mask how bad it is and (laughs) i couldn't get into it man i couldn't really get deep into it to even worry about how shit the story is i was just like what the fuck is this (laughs) oh oh also (laughs) yeah it's pretty brutal I'll give <laughs> Just like Samus, Samus acknowledges the game is bad in the in the in the, the game itself. <laughs> no, I'm in agreement with all you guys. The only reason why I had this ranked number ten on my personal top ten and why it's even here is because there's really not a whole lot of Metroid games, so it's got in here by default. However, the one positive is yes, the game does look incredible. But again, to tack on, I'm not going to repeat everything everyone else just said, but I'm just going to say what really hurts the game for me is I feel like they killed the character of Samus. What I mean by that is Mm. Samus always this strong, fearless leader, this huntress, this badass, and they just dumped her down to, yeah, you could say the PTSD is, I mean, that's no joke, but the fact is that, again... The execution. It was the execution. And and the fact that she's, like, taking orders the way she is, it just did not feel like the Samus I knew growing up with in the older games. That's really the main gripe with it, besides, you know, the the tacky gameplay but in in the story. It's just what they did to the character of Samus, and it's pretty much unforgivable. And in my mind, okay, I know the Metroid timelines almost as complex as the zelda timeline but in my mind other m is like its own thing it's not part of the whole canon concept in my mind i'm not saying it, it isn't just in my mind i i have that separate, separate continuity same it's not in the main timeline of the metroid franchise same like i the, agree the hyrule warriors timeline the dizzy star wars of basically the metroid franchise at number nine Metroid 2, The Return of Samus on Game Boys, our number nine. Go ahead, Sean. All right. I actually like this game quite a bit. You know, it is pretty hard, and I will admit that visually it it does get a little repetitive with its use of sprites. But that being said, I I think it is a solid follow-up to the original. And I I think it also, you know, carries over that creepy atmosphere of the original Metroid game. I like that this game also emphasizes the Metroids a lot more. I mean, the Metroids were, of course, a major component in the first game, but, you know, greater focus of them in this game. And that's something that's so cool. And, you know, ultimately it is this game that ends up leading into Super Metroid, so you should still play it. I will say the game gets a little challenging at points, but for a Game Boy game, fairly solid, and I I don't mind it playing it from time to time. So, yeah, I like it. Nick, it's Metroid 2. Turn of Samus at number nine. Go ahead. All right. This is probably one of the few Game Boy games I 
don't hate like going back to play again the problem is still there's no way to get a map and it's just the color palette is the problem in this game i always get lost i know like you have the whole oh there's this many metroids left to kill on the bottom screen but it still doesn't help me i don't know if it's just me but i always get lost in this one i still i do like the idea yeah you go from metroid one this leads into metroid two you have a lot of metroids to go through and kill and that is the premise of it and that kind of sets up you know everything with super metroid i don't hate it especially for being a game boy game a lot of the game boy games are basic arcade games at best and this is more than that so in that point i have to give it credit for that keith mcclary we got uh, metroid 2 return of samus the game boy game at number nine how do you feel i have to agree with you know all points i mean one of the few good game boy games because when you try to go back to game boy like the first one it's just brutal you know but you gotta give it a break because look how what look what they had to work with right so you know lack of maps and things and i get lost like so easily because everything looks the same the repetition and whatever too i have to agree with because it, it's there and between that and getting lost you know and <laughs> it doesn't help but aside from that i mean the fact that it does kind of connect to Super is pretty good. So, you know, overall, I, I can't complain. It's a lot better than, you know, the 10th pick, right? So, yes. Uh, but this <laughs> was, so it was a house fire, but I mean, everything's better than the 10th pick, but I, I can't disagree with that i mean it has its place for sure yeah i agree with everybody here i mean i had it number eight as well i'm not gonna go and say it's a bad game because the game boy was very limited however if you plugged it into a super game boy remember one of those or yep. a game boy color it really does enhance the experience because you can see the sprites better they come in you know the the, the colorization's better you know it makes the whole metroid hunting experience better but where i give this game a lot of credit is the story it's actually really really cool that we get to see the metroid home planet and the different breed of metroids and i thought that was fascinating and my memory with this game was i never had a game boy but my neighbors did what we did on the school bus and at the bus stop is we played metroid 2 on the game boy waiting for the bus or waiting to go to school and th that's a happy memory so i can't really not i know this game is limited but i can't knock it and i'm actually happy it did get a proper remake which we may or may not get to later <laughs> i would say uh, this is this is like this is one of the few yeah i would say this is one of the few game of games that is still worth playing i put this alongside the two super mario land games yeah that's very well said okay so moving down this list here we are at number eight and at number eight metroid zero mission is at number eight go ahead sean only number eight this is only number eight on the list like jay you, you, okay first you put this at number eight and you put other m at number 10. i am never coming back on your stream <laughs> <laughs> i really i i like this game a lot i think this is a great remake of the original basically it's like you took the original and kind of gave it the super metroid slash metroid fusion makeover and i thought they did a great job like it does a great job like modernizing the original metroid you still got the creepy atmosphere the controls are great i think this game controls beautifully also it looks great it sounds great it's also cool now seeing you know some of the classic boss fights updated you know now seeing the mother brain fight updated seeing you know ridley kraid you know a la super metroid you know that's all really cool 
And, of course, you know, a surprise final boss at the end of the game. I will say the game is a little easy. It is definitely a bit on the easy side. I would like a little more challenge, especially when playing a Metroid game, but I, I really like this game a lot. This is number six on my list, personally, so I think this is a great remake. And listen, if anyone can't get into the original, give Zero Mission a shot, because that's one of the beauties about Zero Mission. If you didn't like the original, you can experience the original in a different form, and in my opinion, an excellent form. That's fair. Nick, what do you got at Metroid Zero Mission Kraken number eight? All right. I had I had this one at number five. I do like this one a lot as well. And and I'll just say this just this one thing throughout this. This is proof that like they need to put these this Super Metroid Infusion on a one HD collection on Switch. Because these need to be brought out in HD. This game looks and plays great back then, still does now. It is a great remake of one. It has the added nice little section you're using the zero suit. I like that little added bit to it. Gives it a nice little extended bit. As Sean said, it is a little easy. I just really like this one. Great addition. You actually have the map now. That is great to play the first game finally. Like like this. This is kind of how I feel like they imagined it from making it on the Nintendo to this. Also, Mother Brain is surprisingly creepy in this game. Yeah. I love that bit in the game when... Oh, cutscenes! This game also has cutscenes! Oh, yeah! Love that bit when, when Mother Brain is sensing Samus' presence and you just see the close-up on her eye. Like, that's pretty creepy. Not gonna lie. Yeah, there was always some of those creepy elements. I mean, throughout the whole series, there's always these creepy elements. Uh, but yes, uh, Keith, what do you got at uh, Zero Mission at number eight? I'm gonna be a bit different here because I'm a little salty with that game just because <laughs> it, oh. it, it was easy. It gave me the illusion I was actually good at this. And then I go back and play the other ones and I realize I still suck. So, you know, <laughs> it, it kind of, to me, felt like I might as well play the first one again. That's just me. But uh, it has its points. Like, it has its good, you know, elements to it for sure. But I don't like being misled to think that I'm getting good at this. And then <laughs> still blow. <laughs> you know what, Keith? I'm in agreement with you. I don't hate the game, but I still love the original Metroid so much that I really didn't feel like it was necessary. Right. I mean, I see why they did it. It was it was a game that need, needed to be updated. I, it, I appreciate what they added in the zero suit mission, especially, you know, you know, the escape mission at the end, which was cool. But I just felt like this game was unnecessary and it just it didn't add anything to the franchise, really. But I don't downright hate it. I just I feel like I just love the original game so much still that I didn't need this game. That's really all I got on this one. You're breaking my heart, Jay. You're breaking my heart. <laughs> hey, 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 man, this, this, this is not a jerk off channel or an echo chamber we you know we're all <laughs> we all got our, our opinions and like i said it's a combined list it's yeah. the cage live and friends gaming discussion and that's how it goes and that's why everybody tunes in to this shit would you guys have liked it better if they would have done this like kept one the same and just put like when they hd or whatever kept all the graphics were one the same and just put that zero mission on at the end maybe out of the map for some people that wanted it and just left it like that like kept the first game the same and added that mission yeah i would have been okay mm. with that like maybe maybe you could adjust you know the difficulty or switch the map off or something i not a bad point that you just brought up but i again i just think that zero mission i think fixes some of the design issues that they have with the original metroid i mean obviously i know you're going from nes to game boy advance but i just feel like zero mission does enough right despite it being pretty easy that's just me at number seven metroid Prime 3. 
Go ahead, Sean. Only number seven. You're, you, you know what? You just made this list just to torture the fuck out of me, Jay. Like, <laughs> Cole's not here. Someone's got to be the woman boy. I like this game a lot. I It is... Okay, I will say... It, uh, so it's number five on my list. I will say this. It is definitely the weakest of the Prime games. I don't deny that. It is definitely the weakest. And Repeat that! <laughs> it, it is the weakest of the Prime games. I don't deny that. I do think it loses some of the dark and dreary atmosphere that made the first two games so awesome. I also feel like the horror elements are a lot lighter on this, which kind of bugs me because the Prime games have some really creepy stuff and dark implications in them. And I will admit this kind of gives it a little bit more of a G-rating feel to it, but... That being said, I still think the game is fun. I still think it is well-designed. Visually, it looks good. Not as good as the first two Prime games, I'll admit that. It doesn't have quite the power that the GameCube had, but I still think it looks nice. I will say this, I hate to say this, Other M is the better looking game graphically. But this game actually plays like a game. And I'm gonna be the oddball. I actually think this game does a good job with its motion control. How it utilizes the motion controls for certain sections of the game. I, I... I dug it. I think this is a lot better than how Skyward Sword handled motion controls. I'm just saying. I, I thought it did it fairly well. Also, Dark Samus is back. I mean, come on, Dark Samus. And, it, you know, it, it, it shows continuity. It, that's another thing. I totally believe that this is in the same continuity as the first game. So yeah, I still think this game is really good. I Again, I do miss some of the dark, dreary atmosphere, and I do admit it is a little easier compared to the first two games, but I still really like it. I'm surprised that it didn't even crack the top five. Hey, it wasn't off by much according to your rank. Nick, again, we got Metroid Prime <laughs> 3 at number seven. What do you got, man? All right. Uh, hey, I'll start off with all I know about Skyward Sword is there's no motion controls. I've got a right stick. That's how I swing a sword. I don't know anything <laughs> about motion controls. The same thing I hope will happen with uh, Metroid Prime 3 when I stop shooting the door with like this. <laughs> weird <laughs> This is not as okay. This is not as bad as Skyward Sword. Come on, this is better. This is better than Skyward Sword, Nick. <laughs> it is. I just remember doing this. I think one thing you did point out, though, and I guess I never thought of it, and I should have, because. My damn degrees of design and i didn't notice as well until you mentioned it that yeah it is a lot lighter and i think that's what always bothered me about it yeah i had this one at number eight on my list and <laughs> sean <laughs> i guess someone needs to be the call sean and it's gonna be you today <laughs> am i the am i just um, am i the bitch boy of this countdown Hey, I agreed with you on zero mission. You're, you're the bitch. You're the bitch, Sean. And we're passing you around like a blunt. DJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Keith Tatnus McCleary, what do you got in Metroid <laughs> Prime 3 at number seven? I'm about to hurt some feelings on this, man. Booty sauce is an understatement. <laughs> any motion. What? Any any motion games that make me feel like Helen. <laughs> I, I usually do <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I would compare oh this God. to going to see oh Terminator 3 and comparing it to the first two and then realizing that I just got screwed out of my money. Not cool. I'm trying to be generous here, but it hurts, man. <laughs> hurts your pride when you try to open them doors and you realize you suck at everything. 
I know. I, I really got not much to add because I'll be. I'm not gonna lie to you. The the door opening shit pissed me off so much I couldn't finish the game. <laughs> <laughs> this is clearly the worst of the Prime trilogy. I mean, it's better than other M, but that ain't saying much. So. Yeah, I can't, I, uh, it's just this game didn't do it for me. Uh, funny enough, this is actually number seven on my list, just because. I I don't really have a whole lot to add to it. I mean, it, it's, it, it caps off the trilogy just fine, I guess. I mean, I've seen like the storyboards and stuff in the end. It's just, I'm hoping that day, that eventual day, I don't want to be waiting for it, but that one day that I hope and hope we get that Metroid Prime 4, that it makes up for Prime 3. At number... Six, Metroid Samus Returns from 2017 on the Nintendo 3DS, which is technically the remake of Metroid 2 on Game Boy, is at number six. Go ahead, Sean. That's number seven on my list. I think it's a good remake. There isn't too much to say about it other than like it, it does fix a lot of the design issues of the original Metroid 2. I mean, it looks very good for a 3DS game. Like, it, it's very nice has some great remixes of classic Metroid tracks. There isn't too much to say about it because it basically is Metroid 2, just an HD makeover. I feel like also they just went back to remaking this a classic game because of the shitfest that was Metroid Other M. And let's just say Metroid Federation Force didn't really... it exists. But I like it, so I, I, I enjoy it. So number seven on my list. All right, Nick, Samus Returns, 2017 right. at number six. What do you got? All right, I, I have to say, if Dread does well, and I hope it does, I bet you this would be ported to Switch before Prime 4. It is a very good game. I don't know why it came out in 2017 and wasn't on Switch. It just should have been. I don't know if it's just they already had a dual screen setup for it, with the extra map with the 3DS. One thing I will say that to me, it might be the hardest Metroid game. And I don't know if my run through, even though I always go back and forth, try and get all the upgrades. The second I get a new ability, I'll run back through, try and find everything. And I still had trouble in some of the bosses. And maybe that's just me. It's the only one I've had a bit of a hard time on, which was, I mean, I kind of like that. I, don't get me wrong. I mean, it seemed like that was a complaint about the game. You know, I did just before and just some people think they did have a hard time or maybe it was just me. But yeah, as Sean said, it is just a remake of two better graphics. And, and yeah, it was Mercury's team that you know, went through and did the port job on it. Really good job, I think. I mean, it looks good for a 3DS game. Wish it was on Switch. Hope it comes to Switch and more people get to play it because I know it didn't sell well. All right, Keith Tadness, what do you got at Samus Returns at number six? This one I didn't really play, man. Once they start rehashing, like, that's another remake again. It felt a little cash grabby to me. So I, I kind of, you know, I withdraw myself from stuff like that just because I can appreciate, though, to be fair, that if they're going to remake the second one, they made it at least a little more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But aside from that, like, I didn't really play it because, like I said, it, you know, it's like really another remake. Do we need like 17 more of those? You know? Yes. No. <laughs> Keith, I'm, I'm with you on this one. Now, here's the thing. I know enough about this game and I was able to rank it. And here's how, where I will critique it. So first and foremost, I I actually have it at, at number six. But here's why. I played long before this game came out. There was a game that's well known on the Internet called AM2R, which stands for another much to remake and that was such a hit on the internet which i think inspired nintendo to do this game eventually and that game is so similar to 
what became Samus Returns. That's why I was able to like, you know, chime in on this. Now I will say this, the control. I noticed that a lot of the mechanics, like with the aiming mechanics and so on and so forth, they adopted for Met the upcoming Metroid Dread. So I'm gonna say this right here, right now, that I feel like this is the game that inspired Nintendo to do Metroid Dread. And that's where I'm gonna give it credit. I think it does look amazing graphically. And like I said, I heard that it controls very well. I didn't get to play it because it came out in 2017. I was, at that time, I was already balls deep into my Switch and Breath of the Wild and everything else that this game, just bad timing on Nintendo that they put out a brand new Metroid, well, not a new, a Metroid remake a year after the Switch came out. That being said, by default, my experience with AM2R, it's definitely, definitely the necessary upgrade that Metroid 2 on Game Boy needed because I still feel like Metroid 1 didn't really need an upgrade. Metroid 2, I will concede, did need a remake due to the limited capacity of the Game Boy. At number five, Metroid. The original is at number five. Go ahead, Sean. Too high, in my opinion, because I had it at number nine on my list. Listen. Do tell. Listen, the original Metroid's a good game, and I, I like it. And it's it's also very impressive considering, you know, when it came out, you know, as an action side-scroller, you know, it's very atmospheric. Love the music. Game's also surprisingly creepy at points, I'm not gonna lie. Especially the harder the game gets, you know, the, the more eerie the game gets. I do think that it is very easy to get lost in the game. And let's just say I'm spoiled by the good maps of Super Metroid and even, you know, the setup of the Prime games. But I have so much respect for this game. And so I don't deny what's done for video game history. And of course, you know, you know, the ending is iconic if you really think about it for what it's done for video game history. That being said, I just think the game's a little too hard and it does drag a little bit. Shut up! Also, Lost Levels is booty sauce. Again, I like the game. It's a good game, but there's just better Metroid games out there. Fair enough. Nick, go ahead. What do you got at the original Metroid on NES at number five? I had it at number seven. I still do like this game. It is what eventually led into the other games. The soundtrack is great for being on the 8-bit. Like, you can hear, even with the, the chip tunes back then, you can hear how all the different little areas sound so great. And then, like, when it eventually evolves into the soundtrack that is later in other games, even without the map, like there's enough color variation, you can kind of figure your way around. It just takes a bit of memorization as you go through. I, I remember renting it one time after like the little paper maps, like some kid had like drawn this whole like giant map thing of trying to explain it. It was done wrong, but that's okay. I tried to follow <laughs> it. I do remember when you beat it, was it? the 100% or timing that shows you with her holding the helmet? I thought it was both. Is it both? Okay. That was such a cool thing to see back then. Like, oh, this is actually a heroine instead of I know Peach is cooler now, but back then it was always just like the lady who's always just the damsel in distress kind of thing and to see the badass girl like Ripley and Alien. Very well said. Keith Tatnus McClary, we have the original Metroid at number five. What do you got, man? I'm gonna fight somebody today, I'm telling you, man. I think it should be uh, better than five, but maybe it's just nostalgia talking, but I love it. And considering it is what started all of them, I think it deserves a little better than that, man. But I loved it as hard as it was. It's not that I suck that bad. It's just that difficult. 
<laughs> so there's comfort in that. But I loved it. And being one of the, the first few Nintendo games I ever played when I was a kid, it was awesome, man. So I still could go back and play that. So probably more so than the newer stuff. So, I mean, I think it definitely should be better than five, but. Yeah, no, I'm definitely in agreement with you. I had this ranked at number four. I still think it holds up. I under I get Sean's complaint about the lack of maps and whatnot. Even when I was a kid, I used to, we used to draw our own maps but at least now if you replay it if you plenty of metroid maps on the internet that are clear as day that you can have as like a reference and you can still go through and play the game i think this game has replayability even 30 years later and it's oh, i mean i will fall to the victim of nostalgia here but to me this game still holds up i love how it looks i love how it's designed i love how it feels you know the sound effects the music it was just there's something about this game that just stands out and it makes it so different from any of the other nintendo properties such as mario and zelda there's something about metroid and just like the idea of you're out there alone on this mission and yeah i just i love this game it gives me the fuzzies still and again <laughs> i i went back and played it recently on the nes mini i i still love this game and i'm okay with it being ranked five i i'm kind of with keith i wish it was ranked a little higher but i'm okay where it's placed because again and right now we're really getting into the really good tier the good games and it could it could go either way that being said at number four metroid prime go ahead Sean. only number four only number four we're in the good tier man it didn't even make the Jeez. top Whole three. Left us apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even make the goddamn top three. Uh, this game is amazing. This game is a masterpiece. Like, oh my god! First off, it does such a good job bringing the Metroid franchise into 3D. Its utilization of 3D gaming and first-person perspective is done really well. You know, first-person shooting controls great. The use of items feels great, and even the use of classic methods, including the spin ball. Like, that's all really cool stuff. The atmosphere of this game is amazing. Like, the dark, dreary atmosphere. The music is so awesome and haunting. The game is so creepy and scary at points. I mean, the Metroid Prime itself. And, of course, you know, the boss fights are great. I mean, the Ripley fight. Yeah, I do wish Kraid was in it, because, as I don't know if any of you guys know, that Kraid was originally supposed to be in the game but he was scrapped last minute. Oh my god, this game is amazing. I think this game is easily, in my opinion, is the best of the Prime trilogy. So I'm a little bummed because this was number two on my list. So like, ugh, didn't even make the top three. Explain yourself, Jay, when we get to you. Well, yeah, before we get to that, Nick Ficken of the Review Roulette Podcast. Metroid <laughs> Prime is at number four, man. What do you got? I love me Metroid Prime. Groove with Sean, this is my favorite of the 3D ones. And you see the difference between Other M and Metroid Prime, and you see how they properly use the difference between 3D and 2D with using like, the Morph Ball for 
the little more all bound sections is pretty great using exploration i know like originally there was stuff of like metroid having to cancel then 64 game and it actually makes me feel glad because then i see this game and i go oh this is what they were actually trying to make and it feels like they got to make what they wanted to and that all shows with like at the end with the ridley fight around that semi outdoor area like hop around and fighting combat was great in a game that's just about just as much about exploration as anything as in like all the other metroid games and that just coming out into 3d i didn't think they could do that it was like old man proved wrong for once from always like it always has to be 2d it can never be done in 3d and then it was surprised 100 nick again you got you guys bring up some great points see nick nick put it in the top three. Oh my <laughs> gosh you're only off by one rank sean one da- goddamn rank keith mcclary what do you got in metroid prime at number four uh, you know i this one's dope i'm not gonna lie i do like it i thought the first person thing was a cool effect definitely different got it harder to get lost in i'd still put the first one above it because again first thing i played out of all of them and nostalgia and you know without it there wouldn't be any of these so still love the first one but this one has its place too i i do love what they did with it creepy factor is cool i i just would have switched at least those two but whatever you know <laughs> i'm not gonna get salty about <laughs> it but you know fair enough and, and that was explain great. yourself explain yourself jay come on i'm waiting okay fine <laughs> so i had this one at number five so Dive in right, right in the middle, in the middle, you know, <laughs> it's averaged out. Listen, the, the way between Super Metroid and Metroid Prime, it was an eternity. That being said, it was the first GameCube game I ever played. Like I went straight to this game. The only reason why I wanted a GameCube in the first place was because of this. And I wasn't let down. I really wasn't. However, I prefer 2D Metroid, but seeing Metroid in the 3D for the first time was awe-inspiring. Now, could have controlled it a little better? Yes. But as far as the story and presentation, <laughs> it's amazing. Sean, come on. It controls great. It, do you know how great a, it, this game feels on the GameCube controller? Like, no, 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 no. You defended Metroid Prime 3, okay? So <laughs> I, I don't want to hear about how great this, this control okay? <laughs> Does it control better than Prime 3? Absolutely. But as far as like other first-person shooters, though, it's not the best. I think it could have been implemented a little better. But it's still a great game. I love the atmosphere. I love how it feels, the music, my goodness gracious oh yeah the music at the end of the day it's a great game is it the best 3d metroid game no is it can it touch the 2d games no yes. is it the best metroid prime game in my opinion no at number three metroid fusion is that number three? Go ahead, Sean. I had this at number four. I think this is easily the best handheld Metroid game. And also, in my opinion, the most original, easily. It's its own thing. It expands the Metroid lore some more. Definitely one of the creepiest Metroid games. It may just be the creepiest, especially with the SAX aka this game's dark samus i love the atmosphere i love the more unique enemy and bosses compared to a lot of other metro i mean you still have ridley in it the art direction just 
I mean, the sound design, the music. This is definitely the most unique of the post Super Metroid 2D games. Like, th this feels very original and fresh. And I think that's what's so great about it. It also controls great. I think it is also, I think it is the most fair difficulty because there is just enough challenge, but not too hard at the same time. I will say also, I think that this game is a better game overall. As much as I was gushing over Zero Mission, Fusion is a much better game. I will not deny that. I, I really like this game. This is number four on my list. Review Roulette Podcast, <laughs> Mr. Nick Fitkin. What do you got at Metroid Fusion? at number three. All right. I had this one at number two. It's my second favorite Metroid mm. game. To me, it's like the perfect sequel coming off of Super Metroid. It leads the story perfectly after everything that happens after Super. You go right into the SAX taking everything with the suit. It gives a nice freshness to the horror thing, much like Nemesis in Resident Evil 3, where it just feels like it's constantly chasing you everywhere you go. You know, you start getting upgrades. It's still more powerful than you until near the end. The difficulties, like Sean said, like you go out of your way I think you could still kind of overpower it a little bit, but you feel like as long as you're doing like a decent amount of exploration, it's it's good all the way through. Like the atmosphere to it. it the only complaint I have to it, it was it feels a little more guided than like Super Metroid, and it's my only. Yeah, it is a bit linear. It is pretty linear for a Metroid game. If I have to give it any complaint, I know it's my second favorite, but I have to say the one complaint I have about it is that it is that. Yeah, I can agree to that. Keith, what do you got at Metroid Fusion at number three? That's uh, pretty fair. I mean, I, especially for somebody who doesn't really care much for like the handheld ones, this one surprised me. And I have to agree. And it kind of made me think that these games seem to have no in between. It's either you totally get lost or it holds your hand and tells you where to go. There's like no, you know, middle ground where it's kind of like, okay, I'll figure it out, but it's not impossible. But yeah, the creepy factor is really cool. That's what kind of revived my interest in any of the handheld things because normally wasn't huge uh, into those anyway, but this one definitely was really good. So I'll give it that, man. Definitely well done. Yeah, no, I I'm in agreement. I'm actually working on the game as we speak. I'm really, really, really enjoying it. I had, like I said, this is right where I had it, number three. I'll say this, it doesn't control as good as Super Metroid, but the presentation's great. Where I do kind of knock it, exactly what you, Nick, just said, is where it does hold your hand a little bit. I kind of, it is a little frustrating taking orders from the computer and this, this, and that, but the idea of like a Dark Samus and like this whole infection scenario, it's just like, oh. Matongo does Metroid. <laughs> and I'm gonna say this right here, right now. If we were ever lucky, I don't think it's ever gonna happen, but if we were ever lucky to get a Metroid movie, this is where I want them to base the script off of. If Metroid Fusion story, I think would make a great goddamn movie for anyone to follow translating oh, a film. If there's anything I could pick for a Metroid movie, any story, any timeline or storyline, it's fusion. That being said, um, it's also it's also kind of sad that a handheld game has way better storytelling and characterization for Samus and Adam than what other M did. On exactly. A <laughs> yes. And, and I will say this. It's a good follow up. It's nowhere. Spoiler. It's not better than another game we're going to be talking about, but, but it is a good follow up to Metroid 3. This being Metroid 4, this is a good four is a good follow up to three in the timeline there but it's really really good again presentation's great hold your hand a little much for my taste there's a dreary feeling to it and i love it and it's definitely well deserving of number as of right now it's a well deserved at number three i mean we're obviously this list is pending metroid dread but right now 
Fusionette number three, I can definitely live with that. That being said, at number two, Metroid Prime 2 Echoes is at number two. Go ahead, Sean. This was number three on my list because, you know, I do like the first Prime game more, but I don't deny this is an amazing sequel. This is an amazing, amazing game. And definitely, I will say, probably the darkest of all the Prime games, the atmosphere in this game, this game's creepy. This game is really creepy and Dark Samus. It's what's so cool about Dark Samus is how it incorporates Metroid Prime from the first game into the second game. And basically, the use, if you really think about it, echoing, it's literally echoing Samus's behavior. And that's so cool. I also love how much the lore of Metroid is expanded, especially with Samus. And the inclusion of the Chozos was really cool. I also think that this game is beautifully designed. The music is amazing. And there's some great remixes of classic tracks from Super Metroid, and they sound amazing in this game. I also think control-wise and gameplay-wise, it's just as good as the first Prime game. I guess the reason why I put the first one over it, I just think the first one is a little more fun. I don't deny it though, this is an amazing sequel, and it does in some cases do some things better than the first Prime game. I will admit that. There, I admit it. There are some things that this game does better than the first one, but amazing sequel. One of the best GameCube games, and you should definitely play Metroid Prime 2. I didn't even have to point it out. You just did it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Metroid Prime 2 Echoes is at number two on the Nerdcation Friends list. Go ahead, my friend. All right. Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. This is this is great. You know, sequel run-up, music. This is what makes me want... I think an HD collection of this game. Not just seeing Samus and Dark Samus, but like the, the difference in like coloration between when you see Prime and then Prime 2. Like me just going back and looking at videos of the game before we did this, because I didn't get to replay this one yet. Yeah, I just really want another HD collection to play this again instead of me trying to pop out of the GameCube. Oh, wait, 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 Nick. You can get the Metro Prime collection on the Wii. It's the and the first two Metro game, Metro Prime games with motion controls. Real quick, Nick, <laughs> I have this on the Nintendo Wii U from the eShop. They do have uh -huh. the Metroid Prime Trilogy on the eShop or the Wii U. Yeah, I just want to let you know that, yeah, if, you, if you're looking to replay it, you can get it for 20 bucks. Yeah, I don't have nothing much to add, though. <laughs> Sean said it, it is a good game. I can't get it. It is a great sequel. And the fact that it continued the story, I don't know if at that time we didn't get like a whole storyline kind of thing. I thought they were total different stories at the time, like two just far spin-off things that I was enjoying them both for their own knowing that now it just all fits together well so all right keith tatnus mcclary we got metroid prime 2 echoes at number two what do you got man to me uh you know comparing it to the first one it's kind of like it's it's almost like with resident evil one and two i have to give two just a bit more than the first i just like it just a bit more it you know it seemed to improve on everything that the first was lacking and i feel this is the same thing they kind of you know kept it similar enough but added to it and i thought they did a great job of that so to everyone's point yeah i think they really added on to story-wise everything you know it's really close but i do like that second one better just by a little bit you know what i mean not like a landslide or anything it's pretty close and they both have their place so it's kind of i have to say this is a good spot for this one i'm with you 100 i in my heart of hearts feels this is the empire strikes back of the prime trilogy and i just love 
darkly atmosphere, and I just, I'm sorry, I'm a sucker for Dark Samus. I think Dark Samus is one of the most badass characters, and by the way, I love her in Smash Brothers as well. Metroid Prime 1 crawled so Metroid Prime 2 could run. This was just a vast improvement in every category, story, atmosphere, graphics, control, everything. I just love this game. I really don't have too much to add, but I just, oh, it's awesome. Like This is like the direction that the Prime Trilogy needed to go in, and it's a damn shame that I felt like the third one really derailed it. I'm really hoping Prime 4 to be like the driving force to could pick up where, you mm. know, Prime 2 kind of left off, you know, where I feel like Prime 3 kind of derailed it a little bit. Yes, this is the best 3D Metroid game. This is the best Prime game. And yeah, obviously, if we have that distant day, we get Metroid Prime 4, we'll see how it holds up then. But for now, if there's any game I like, I go back to the most, it's definitely Prime 2. Before we reveal the number one obvious choice, I figured it would take a minute here. Joe and I want to talk about our first impressions of Metroid Dread. First and foremost, thank you to everybody who's been tuning in on Twitch, watching us play Metroid Dread. And we've got pretty far along, haven't we, Joe? Oh, yeah, we're about eight hours in so far, so it's been a blast. First and foremost, the game is definitely worth picking up. It's worth the price of admission. I love how the game looks. Easily the best-looking Metroid ever. Based on how we got so far, I think this is the second greatest Metroid game of all time so far. I mean, it could change. It could drop a little bit after we're done, or it could go up possibly when we're done. But right now, I really love this game a lot. Yeah, I agree. This is actually my favorite Metroid of all time. I, I love the stunning visuals, all the all the enemy types and everything. It's just a, it's action packed through and through from start to finish. I do like how this game is kind of reversed. You're usually tunneling down into the planet. In this one, you're actually going back up to your ship. So it's kind of in reverse this time. So it's kind of cool. So I think it's a good balance between Metroid Fusion and Super Metroid. Plus, it kind of gives us something a little bit new with, of course, some melee attacks and everything else. Again, Samus and Metroid has never looked better in this game, and everyone needs to check this out. I don't speak for everybody on Nerd Cage Live and Friends, but I'm speaking for myself. This would ultimately be my number two, thus kicking Metroid Other M off the list, and I think it's worthy of a top three, top two pick for sure. That being said, back to the countdown. At number one, for the second time in Nerdcage Friends in history, we have a unanimous decision, but it's the first time in a gaming discussion we have a unanimous decision. And of course, it's pretty obvious. At number one, not only the best Metroid game, but possibly the best game of all time, in my opinion, we got Super Metroid, AKA Metroid 3, is number one on the Nerdcage and Friends list. Go ahead, Sean. The last Metroid is in captivity. The galaxy is at peace. That should tell you everything. I love this game so much. This is my number one. This is also my second favorite game of all time. First off, this game holds up. Like, oh my god, this game is timeless. The control still feels amazing. It's so well designed. Every location looks different and unique. This game looks amazing. Like graphically, this game still looks like, and this came out of the Super Nintendo. Like this just shows you what the Super Nintendo is capable of. The dark, dreary 
atmosphere and some of the imagery in this game like when mother brain goes from her traditional to her cyborg form or the crocomire fight where he literally dissolves or the dead body you find before you fight a giant crate and this was rated e for everyone the very subtle but brilliant storytelling and how much samus is kind of breaking bad in this game after of course ridley returns and of course kidnaps the baby metroid and i really like what the baby metroid represents thematically within the game and i won't spoil the ending but let's just say this game has one of the best final boss fights ever and in my opinion one of the most powerful and bittersweet endings in any video game ever the music is amazing this game is so much fun it's so much fun to explore there's just the right enough challenge, you know, learning all the different abilities, upgrading your suit, you know, all the different various locations, you know. What can we say about this game? It's one of the greatest games ever made. I'll say it. It's a work of art. And you know what? Even though it's my second favorite game of all time, it might just be the greatest game of all time. Sorry, Ocarina time. All right, Nick, go ahead as we got a unanimous decision here for the first time in the gaming discussion. How do you feel about Super Metroid at number one, man? This is, at the least, it's my favorite Super Nintendo game of all time. It is just a masterpiece from like the sound design when you first land on the planet after the initial opening cutscene, how different the music is for each zone as you go through, and like just the graphics, I don't know, each area is vastly different to the power of you get even a stupid thing like the grapple just makes you feel like more of a badass after each power up you get as you go through i think of this game in particular the abilities you get makes you somewhat think of like the zelda puzzles and you feel like a genius when you figure something out but when you're first going through the glass tube and you accident at least for me i accidentally power bombed it and you just see it crack and explode. Yeah, I had the same feeling. I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, that was <laughs> like, so cool. That was so cool. Remind you, finding... there was no internet. There was no nothing. The yeah, fact that you had to figure this out. Like <laughs> seeing that to like finding the like the random creatures like Gamera turtle and like little hopping guys that kind of teach you essentially yep. like moves within moves of the game of like out of wall jump i fucking love wall jumping this game yeah. it's so addicting <laughs> oh yeah the boss fight at the end is I, I don't think any other boss fight comes close in my opinion this is the best ending a boss fight in the way they tell the story in any game all right keith tatnus mcclary for metroid aka metroid 3 unanimous decision go ahead man i have to you know say obviously we all agreed on this but to me you know it's almost the second one in my view because I play it so much I go from like one to that you know what I mean and, and I same thing totally not on purpose the tube crack that shit and I was like now this is why we can't have nice things because I thought I screwed up by doing that <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I didn't know that was gonna be uh you know to my benefit I thought I just blew everything but I love it like everything that everybody said about it is so true and I literally bought a Super Nintendo Mini for that and i dare say because i have that now i can actually be able to say after playing literally everything because i kind of modded mine a little bit i got the drivers for every super nintendo game ever mm -hmm. made because it only takes minutes and it's one of the only ones that holds up still i've played so many other games and i'm like this isn't as good as i remember this kind of sucks you know but that one still really good man that you can play it and it's like oh this is still as great as i remember there's nothing wrong with this at all and there's very few of those games you can say that about the ones that i 
remember playing to death as a kid now are kind of like repetitive and um there's always something wrong with it whether it's the controls or or whatever but this one man you know perfect in my view amen i'll never forget eight-year-old jay back in 1994 playing that first level at the space station then you know you you had that confrontation with ridley and i remember how scared i was and then it's, then it's like get out of here this thing's gonna blow up I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm petrified. I mean, it, granted, it was not difficult, but my God, the, the, the nerves were rattling. I mean, the music and the atmosphere, I mean, it, it really contributed to that. How many games make you feel like that? Not many. And then you, you, you go back to Planet Zebus and you go on the exploration and then it's just, you go down a rabbit hole. But here's the beauty about this game. If you're like a beginner, you don't know what the hell you're doing. For example, like if you get the high jump boots, that, that allows you to go to certain areas okay but if you know the trick to wall jumping then you can go ahead and explore more like if you're a very savvy player it lets you go into like territories you wouldn't be able to go to otherwise if you're a beginner the, and you don't know all the, the moves within the moves that you know nick was just talking about you know it lets you progress that way too so that's what i'm saying this game's for everybody you better if you're a savvy metro player or a brand new player in general like i feel like this game doesn't hold your hand like some of the other games do but it doesn't hey go figure this out i mean it lets you figure it out you know it doesn't like it's not impossible it there's always there's trial and error but it's never impossible now as far as the presentation goes again i just reiterate the the cutscene in the space station escape i just want to point out two in particular levels that i just i gotta like go on about that i love so much the wrecked ship oh with my Fantune. god going into the if you want to talk about a horror a aspect and I love the lore. Like if you, if you're lucky enough to still have the instruction manual, I don't have it anymore. But in the instruction manual, it oh yes, that the wrecked ship was a ship. Obviously, it crash landed in Zebus, and you know, and then like the souls of the people on the ship, the crow of the crow, yeah, yeah, they're the ones that are like trying, they're, they're like haunting you and whatever. Man, there's something about that wrecked ship. It's really, really like and Fantoon. Crazy that, design. That's another thing that's interesting is the boss fights are all unique. But here's the thing about the wrecked ship. It's the only level where you fight the boss first before you explore the entire area because it, after you defeat Platoon, the uh, the ship turns on, the yeah. powers up. Like it's brilliant how like it's not linear. It, it kind of like breaks the rules of like, hey, you get into this area and you face the bosses in different, for example, like when you go into the Norfair, the lava area, you're going there to expect to fight Ridley, but no, no, you fight Krakenmeyer first, and then you find out, well, wait, you gotta go to the other areas before you go into what I wanna gush over next is the Ridley's hideout temple under yes. the north there holy crap that music and holy crap that build-up you know you're, you're gonna be facing ridley but before you get to ridley you go through all these puzzles you fight the space pirates with the uh, hardened skin you know the shield skin they, that your, your gun doesn't work against them you gotta have to make sure that their their, their skin turns yellow before you can kill them and it like my god just there's so much to this game but like i said if i'm picking two parts of the game that are on the best parts of the game the wreck ship and ridley's hideout hands down the the best parts of the game and then on top of that after you beat ridley and you go into the next room and you see that the metroid is gone and it's yes. like oh shit, dude <laughs> I don't know where else so at. Yeah, that final boss fight, absolutely, I agree. But it's just everything else leading up to that boss fight. Everything about this game is special. 
still holds up. It's aged like wine. It's yeah, this is to me, this is easily the go of any video game. And then I think we can all agree this is possibly the best single player video game of all time. I would say so. I'd also say it's also the best Super Nintendo game. Oh, yeah. This, like, ugh. And I just feel like none of the Metroid games, even Fusion, even the Prime games, they just. It just doesn't come close to this. I'm hoping that, I mean, this is all pending Metroid Dread. We'll see how Metroid Dread holds up compared to this one. Man, it's just, it's hard. It's really, really hard to surpass this. And, and from the way the game feels, the story, the graphics, like everything about this game is like, is like S tier. And it's just like, how do you surpass it? I, we may never freaking know. But I'm, that being said, I'm looking forward to Metroid Dread 5. So I'm hoping that we're not the only ones that think this is the best Metroid game of all time. <laughs> but yeah, everybody in the comments section, let us know, is Super Metroid the GOAT? Did we get it right? How do you feel about the rest of our list? What would your top 10 Metroid games be? So that being said, Sean, what do you think? Over I know you had your problem, Sean, but what do you think overall of this list? I hate it. Uh, fuck it. No, I'm kidding. I thought it was a fair list. I thought it was a, I thought it was a good list. You know, I know we all felt different about the prime one and prime two i think it was a i think it was a very fair list you know what? it was so close like i said like between metroid prime two i'm looking at the list right now prime two and fusion and prime the, it was you're talking like a one point difference between those three games like that's how close it was and then when we get as we get down there's there's a there's some big gaps but those those top five games there like they're all really really close that's what's so hard to rank these Oh, uh, but Nick, what's your overall feelings on this? Oh, yeah, I think I like the list overall. I, I think we can all agree on one Say thing. That. Other M will probably be pushed off really soon, hopefully. Yes. I mean, if it isn't pushed off, I don't know what that says about Dread. I, I just wonder if we're like the only four people that think Super Metroid is the best or not. Or <laughs> I don't know, man. Super Metroid is kind of a fan favorite in the gaming community, so. Yeah. Oh, and one last thing. Super Metroid invented speedruns. Mm, it clearly invented speedruns before there was even speedruns. Uh, Keith, so you were our first time here on our discussion panel and our gaming. Like, how did you feel your overall journey here doing these ranking discussions? I loved it, man. I think it was pretty spot on, like, for the most part. You know, it was so close that I can't nitpick on the things that I would look at as a bit different because it's so close that it's understandable i think the list is fair i loved it this is fun as hell man hell yeah so we'll definitely have to have you on more uh discussion panels because you know there's a lot more games a lot not only that we're doing these gaming discussions we're doing movie discussions and more on the way and i kind of have like a outline of what games i want to cover what movie series i want to cover what directors movies i want to cover like just love having like you know different people on for different panels whether if they're experts or not it's, it's just fun to just, just not only go down not only just list the top 10 not like a, a watch what? mojo top 10 where they just list everything it's just fun going down and just watch, acting watch. And discussing and debating again kind of like the normal boots formula but i feel like you know what but something about us doing it <laughs> watch most show as i like to call them real quick before we wrap this thing up i want you guys to plug yourselves in one last time starting with sean i am sean of shots of japanese cinema you can check out shots of japanese cinema on twitter and instagram if you are a fan of japanese filmmaking 
so definitely give it the page to follow. Also, tune in to Blue Titan Cast on Titan Goji's channel. I am a co-host on that channel, and also support Titan Goji on YouTube. Also, check out his tea public. Gotta show off the Only Baba love. Oh yes, Only Baba, love it. Follow shots of Japanese cinema on Twitter and give Toku Titan Cast a watch and listen on Titan Goji on YouTube. Nick, the Review Roulette Podcast, go ahead. All right, we're Review Roulette Podcast. You find us wherever you find your podcasts or on YouTube as well. We watch and review random movies, usually good movies, and everyone puts their own movie in as a suggestion after. Sometimes they end up bad like the last couple. And we have a few in the extra the can from us moving, so we'll be starting a new schedule again soon once we get everything set up. And hopefully the roulette wheel survived as my microphone did not. I'm guessing the wheel probably didn't. I guess I'll be finding out soon. All right, Keith Tatnus McClary of Tatnus Podcast Uncensored, man. Plug away and tell everybody what you do. All right, man. Thanks. I don't normally do that because I hate turning people's show into a commercial, but uh, the Tatnus <laughs> Podcast Uncensored is on every platform possible, man. And, you know, you never know who's going to come by, so feel free to check it out. It's on Amazon, iHeartRadio, literally every platform possible, so, you, you know, you'll find it somewhere. Again, Please support and follow all these guys' work, their podcasts and their YouTube channels. These guys are not only talented content creators, but they are also really, really awesome friends. And I'm really, really happy that they came to my playground to talk about video games with me. And I cannot wait to chop it up with these guys again. Who knows what game we will cover next. Just gonna have to stay tuned to NerdCage Live and find out. That being said, we pretty please ask you to like, comment, subscribe ring that bell and spread that shit like metroid so to you i say from syracuse new york to iowa to canada to los angeles california to all of our friends and fans around the world at nerd cage live the review roulette podcast shots of japanese cinema and of course the tatness podcast uncensored pretty please enjoy life stay safe and good night Ooh, trying to get out of the nerd cage are you well before you go, hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage!